Welcome to the Bradworthy Culture Podcast, where leaders share how they've created a company so incredible their employees have to tell their friends about it. And now, here's your host, Jordan Peace. Hello and welcome back to Bragworthy Culture. This is Jordan Peace. Today we're chatting with Jen Garrison. Jen is Tenuity's Chief People Officer. Her talents lie in empowering culture and scaling organizations, as we'll find. Over the past six years, she's grown Tenuity from a small agency of less than 100 employees to, by my count, over 700 employees and a quite a large independent performance marketing firm. Jen's HR team alone spans 40 people that cover all employee experience, including talent acquisition, DEI, talent management, operations, and IT. Jen, that sounds like a massive undertaking. So thank you so much for carving out some time to chat with me today. Of course. Yeah. Happy to be here. Really excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, obviously the first topic we need to discuss, we are in a a very sad anniversary. We're in our kind of U.S. COVID anniversary month, so to speak. So I'd love to talk to you about the impact of that on your business, on your strategy, namely, because I've, I've heard some great answers to this question, what great ideas have come out of COVID? What has been sort of forced upon how creativity kind of comes out in the midst of these difficult situations? So what are some great things that have popped up with you and your team? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the main thing that that's come about from this terrible situation is a focus on mental health and mm-hmm. the permission for it to be okay to talk about it. I think that it's been something that as a leadership team and that we speculate and we want employees to feel engaged and happy and healthy. And so I think some of the great ideas really honestly are just foundational in that our investment in employees and their mental health has been something that not only from our perspective of providing opportunities and programs, but also creating safe spaces for employees to share how they feel. That's become so much more normal and I think has been a wonderful outcome of our ability to all collaborate together. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to hear how do you how do you go about kind of reducing, if not eliminating that stigma and really inviting people to say, hey, I'm not doing okay, right? I, I really need to talk to somebody I need to process. How do you sort of lead from the front in that way as leaders in the organization? Absolutely. I remember right when COVID first hit, I remember one of the people on my team coming to me and saying, everyone's gone into our HR system and canceled all of their vacations. Like they were just coming in in droves. Everybody canceled all their vacations because we realized we were going to be staying home and weren't going to be traveling. Mm. And so I think one thing that we did to set the tone was that we required two mandatory mental health PTO days every single month for the rest of the year. And I think that that was one thing that we did to really lead by example and lead from the front that it was okay to acknowledge. I remember sending out an email to the entire organization and saying, Everyone is struggling right now and that's okay. And so all of us, executive team, leadership included, everybody is taking two days off for their mental health every month for the rest of the year. And we sat down as a leadership team and really agreed that we had to set that example and set the standard that it's okay to take that time. And it's not necessarily always a badge of honor uh, to work every single day and and to work yourself until you're burnt out. And so we really showed that commitment there. Wow. That's, that's really great. Love, love to see that from leadership, you know, to say, Hey, I'm going to go first. I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this, not make any excuses. That's fantastic. And inspiring, inspiring to me personally. How are your people doing? I mean, it's been 12 months now. 
I guess two part question, how are they doing? How do you know how they're doing? Definitely. I think a foundation of our culture that's always been part of our DNA is to listen to our employees and get feedback from them. It's uniquely changed during the COVID era. But part of that is setting structures in place that allowed us to really tap into how teams were doing. So we actually created a stoplight system at the beginning of COVID with red, yellow, green, and had our leaders give a pulse check. How are people doing? Red, yellow, green, where do they need support? It allowed us to really customize and get in touch with people on a really individual level, even at the size that we're at, and be able to partner with them either from the HR team or from their leadership team, just to understand where they're feeling challenged and where they could have support, whether that's physical or mental health. And so I think in general, that's created a lot of connectivity amongst our employees and amongst the group. And sure. we obviously, like other companies, tried to figure out ways to do fun things as well to, to keep the yeah. culture and the morale up. We did a really cool series called Tenuity Jam in the fall where we had comedians, wine tasting, magicians, family friendly events where the entire company was invited on Zoom. And it was really remarkable to see everybody come together. So in talking to employees, I think employees have felt like they've actually gotten to know a lot of people really well that they might not have otherwise just by these different opportunities and ways to connect that that wouldn't have been possible before. Wow. That's great. That's really, that's really encouraging to hear, you know, from your employees. And, and speaking of that, that feedback and the surveying and so forth, what, if you could point out maybe a theme or even one individual piece of feedback that you received, I'd love to hear what was one comment or survey response that really encouraged you, really let you know that you were on the right track? And maybe there's a story to tell there, but what, what's, a, what's a great piece of sort of feedback you, you've gotten? Absolutely. I think if I think and reflect upon the last six to nine months, I think that the, the social justice movement and the Black Lives Matter movement has been something that our employees are very interested and engaged in. Our leadership team, myself included, are very committed to as well. And so we've received a lot of feedback about how we as an organization can do better as it relates to diversity and inclusion. Mm. And so we've made a lot of efforts and a lot of transparency there as well. And I think that's been a great two-way dialogue that we've started. About two weeks ago, we, we had five Black employees host a panel to feature Black History Month and share their experiences. And so I think to go back to this theme that people want to connect and they want to share their stories and they want to engage, we've received a lot of feedback that employees want a voice and that they want to be able to share that experience. So Mm -hmm. having opportunities where we can do that, we're about to start a series called Diversity Dialogues, taking that feedback into account and then empowering our employees to be at the forefront of that and to be the voice Mm -hmm. of that. I think has been really a game changer versus myself or another executive standing up and and hosting. We put that power back into the hands of the employees. And I think it creates a really great connected experience. Wow. That's great. I kind of on a personal note for you, just as I read your bio and so forth, I was, I was looking at, man, in, in a handful of years, you had less than a hundred people, right. That you were responsible for. And now we're talking well over 700 and from what I understand, you guys are hiring, I don't know, 30 people a month or so, some, you know, ridiculous pace. How has that been for you? You know, you, Jen, setting aside tenuity, that kind of scale and being able to try to maintain relationships and get to know people and have them feel connected. I mean, that has to have been a massive transition for you. It really, really has. It's uh, when I reflect on the last six years, there's so much that's changed and evolved and that we've grown in that time that for myself personally and professionally, it's been a remarkable experience. And when I, when I reflect on it, I think that the growth can sometimes be chaotic, but it's exciting. And 
I actually was speaking to a candidate we're interviewing right now today and I, and they asked me a similar question and I, I had said that, yeah, growth can be chaotic, but it's so refreshing when you have a culture where people are true to their core values that you can look around at your peers and know you're working with a team of people that you're excited to be in the trenches with and working hard with. And that's been what's really grown me and stretched me as a leader is that I have a wonderful team of people that I wouldn't be in the position I'm in or been able to succeed without an amazing team. And so one of the foundations I think I've stayed true to throughout my time at Tenuity has been transparency. Mm. As I've built my team, specifically within the employee experience realm, is just being transparent, especially with my own self. I think you mentioned with mental health, how do we set examples and lead from the front? Yeah. Definitely, I'm very transparent with my team. If I need to take a personal day or if it's been a challenging week for myself, right. I think that that's something that's really helped us grow and yeah. build a strong foundation as a team is that we remember to stay human. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd imagine that is a, a huge thing, especially when there is a little of that chaos and things are going really quickly. You, not every decision you make is going to be perfect. I, I've got to imagine there's some mistakes along the way throughout six years, it, it, assuming that you're human. I'm not convinced you are, <laughs> given what all that we've talked about so far, but you're going to have to have that transparency, you know, and that being able to show a little bit of humanness, a little bit of weakness. Mm-hmm. As the culture has grown and evolved over that six years, I guess I'm curious, what is at the core of Tenuity's culture that when someone comes in and interviews and you say that classic interview question, hey, why do you want to work at Tenuity, right? Or maybe they just volunteer and say, I've heard ABC about your organization. What what are that one or two things that just sort of, this is who you are and this is what they're looking for and, and it clicks? For For sure. I think our core values are are at the core of what we do. I think how they've expressed themselves throughout the growth of Tenuity, maybe the programs or the perks or things like that change, but at the core are our Unity core values. And so we definitely really latch onto those in the interview process and as we grow people in their careers. And then the second thing that I would share is that it's something that we talk about internally is creating a culture of ownership. So really believe in empowering our employees, creating a culture of ownership where each person feels committed and dedicated and has a passion for the role that they want to do. And our compensation program is tied to that culture of ownership. So there's a firm belief that when you come in the door, that the value you create is the value you're going to get out of your career with Intenuity. So that I think is a huge core component to what clicks is that you're really passionate about the work, which is part of our core values. And you're excited to be an owner. I think every employee at Tenuity is treated Mm -hmm. like an owner and that's really reflected in, in our culture and in the work we do. Yeah, that's bound to attract a certain type of person that's just looking for that. That probably smooths, kind of greases the skids a little bit for you guys as you are recruiting and attracting talent so quickly, you know, that it's it's maybe a bit easier to define who you're looking for and to get to that second and third interview. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we're we're okay with saying that tenuity might not be for everybody. This sure. high, growth, high growth environment, having a yeah. culture of ownership, having your compensation tied to the work that you do. It's okay that that's not for everyone, but for the sure. right person, it's, it's energizing, it's exciting. And if you're living our core values on top of that, then it tends to really click. That's great. I know that you guys have had some great things happen in 2020 in terms of receiving some awards. I know you in particular received an award, Stevie Award for the Chief People Officer of the Year, and also that Tenuity has multiple awards over the years. But curious how that, what I call employer brand, right, 
your brand out there in the world, your reputation as an employer, how does that impact the process and who you're seeing and how easy it is to get people to come in and interview? Or maybe there's a trust factor that's built more quickly. What, what are the positive impacts of that brand? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's an interesting question. I've thought a lot about this with, especially with COVID and having a remote workforce, I think is a big component of this. Mm-hmm. Before COVID hit, Tenuity has always been uh, people and talent over geography. That was one of our foundational principles that you could work from wherever and that I was very used to being on Zoom like this before COVID, right. maybe, maybe not quite as often. But I've thought about that a lot in terms of these awards and the recognition that we're receiving, I think what it's really done is allowed us to expand and grow really quickly because we we do still prioritize talent over geography. And so we've expanded into a lot of different markets and it's it's given us a lot of visibility in places where it's not necessary to have an office or to have a location there right. or necessarily other employees there. And so I think that that's been a big piece that's allowed us to highlight these awards and get people excited in locations that they might not have ever heard of us if they're not say in LA or New York or in one of our, where one of our offices is located. So I think it's, if anything, it's only helped us. And while other companies are adapting now to working more remotely, I think we're just, we're just a step ahead of that, which has given us a little bit of competitive advantage that it's very easy to actually start with Tenuity as a remote employee, because we were, we were already doing that. Yeah. Well, as you know, the title of the podcast is brag worthy culture, right? And it's, and what we're getting at there is is not the executives bragging about the culture, right? But the employees, right, bragging about the culture. And so in that in that vein, if you were to log on to Glassdoor this afternoon, right, what would be just the very best post to read about your own organization? What's that highest compliment that you would just raise your hands in the air like we did it you know like what was the perfect thing for someone to say about your organization yeah I I might pick two I might cheat and pick pick two things one I think I would love to see our reviews reflect from our employees that they feel included and that they belong again going back to our diversity and inclusion initiatives put a lot of effort and energy and engagement there at all levels of the organization we've made really public commitments to doubling the percentage of Black employees at the organization by 2023. And so if I were able to see on Glassdoor that our employees could feel that, that they felt that the experience they have at Tenuity is different because of the efforts we made, I think that that would be so fantastic. I would love mm-hmm. to see that, that we don't just have diversity, but we have inclusion as well. Right. And on top of that, I would love to see employees stating that they worked alongside people who live our core values. I think we see reviews like that now, but it really does make me smile every time I see that. It means that our core values are are a living and breathing thing that really are what create our culture versus maybe other flashy perks and things like that that typically don't necessarily mean that it's that it's a great place to work. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. I don't blame you for picking two, you know. <laughs> You've been working hard in a myriad of in, of ways and, and want to see the fruit of that. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Outside of obviously you've made some very specific efforts around diversity and inclusion. Sounds like though that you guys have been remote I don't know if I want to say remote first, but remote friendly for a long time. What else do you think has changed about your organization in the last 12 months as a result of additionally focused on remote work or maybe as a result of mental health or or whatever the case may be? But what's something that you feel like is a permanent change in Maybe it's been added to the values. Maybe it's been added to the mission. But what's what sort of brand new that wasn't there six years ago when you came in the door? 
Yeah, I think that a part of that has been that by kind of leveling the playing field by being remote, there's been a lot more, I think, access and opportunity. It's leveled that a lot in that yeah. there used to there used to be offices and remote employees. And so there are a lot of micro cultures that would get built with our New York office versus our right. San Francisco office or those who live in Texas, for example. And so I do think that something that's permanently changed is like I was mentioning before with the relationships and communication is that I think everybody's learned to really work across geography, across locations, and that mm. there's no us versus them or this office versus that office, or we do things yeah. this way on this team. I think that everyone really feels like we're all members of Tenuity and that there's there's an ability for us to collaborate and communicate across all of those levels. And, and that feels like a new norm to me in that mm. I've seen that engagement. We have a company all hands every two weeks called our company huddle and yeah. we use Zoom like you and I are using now and the activity that goes on in the chat function. You can yeah. just tell that employees have really connected with each other on just a new level. And I think mm. I think there's just a new norm that that we can connect on the on these different mediums in a way that's more meaningful and powerful. Mm. Where I don't know if those employees maybe know, knew each other before or would have connected that way before. And, mm. and I think that there's something to that that has really brought everybody closer together, despite the fact that we're now actually in more locations than we were before. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And I, and I think maybe there's something about peering into each other's homes and being interrupted by kids or the cat walking across the screen. or it, sure. it, it built empathy, right? I mean, I, I think we just sort of recognize one another as human beings with lives and that our work is part of those lives, right? But but the work-life balance perhaps is sort of, that concept is kind of faded away. It's more- Absolutely, yeah. There's life that, and work's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I think that humanness we were talking about, I think yeah. I've learned more about a lot of people that I work with than I ever think I would have, even if I had seen them in mm-hmm. person during that time, just by, like you said, being able to see into their home or- learn more about their kids or what's going on in their life. And so I think there's been a lot of opportunity, even with some of the the natural disasters and the power outage in Texas that happened a couple of weeks ago, there's been all these different opportunities for us to see really close up and and very personally with people, how they're, how they're having challenges and creating a new level of comfort of just being able to to share those experiences. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's so easy for things to be out of sight and therefore out of mind, Mm -hmm. but, but not so if you're a large organization with, dispersed workforce, Mm -hmm. you sort of get to know things that are going on around the country, maybe around the world for a lot of organizations. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a great point. I guess if you were to keep heading in that direction, at some point, there are going to be folks that are going to want to get back into the office, maybe a day a week, maybe four days a week, somewhere in between, right? And there's various studies that are showing that desire. Where is tenuity in the process of thinking through that blended situation where some are and some aren't and and kind of bringing bringing the great things that we've experienced over the past 12 months this this interconnectedness across offices and some of these things that you've mentioned how do we maintain some of that but then also allow those that really desire that sort of face-to-face work life how do we allow that at the same time thoughts on that i know it's very very early to be asking that question and and it's a very complex question (laughs) yes no for sure we've actually thought a lot about it and our employees are very very eager to get back in person and and see colleagues again and and so i think what we're we're going to pilot and start doing i think is transforming our offices actually into more of a collaboration space Mm-hmm. So rather than having assigned desks where you come in and your head's down and you do your work, sure. we're actually kind of piloting and looking at different models of how we can 
um, put little pods together and have people come in and get together solely to collaborate or to have a team meeting, have shared workspaces, not really have assigned desks. People can just pop in when it feels convenient for them yeah. um, on whatever days of the week. And that also and simultaneously creating a space that feels like a welcome place for our clients to come and collaborate with us as well. So that it's not just internally with our employees, but externally with our clients. We have a shared space where innovation can be brainstorming and collaboration can happen. And so I think that that's going to be a great way for us to transform from individuals who probably went to the office five days a week before and want to do two days a week, or they want to come in when the team's getting together so that we can tap into the things that were great about being in person that have to do with culture and collaboration and innovation without having to re-input what it feels like was a mandate in corporate culture where you need to be in the office in order to get your work done. We fully expect that 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 will no longer be the case. Yeah. Where do you fall personally on the spectrum of your desire to get back in versus doing this? Yeah. Oh, I would, I, I would love to be back in person with yeah. the team. I think especially for me in my role, I've been reflecting on this a lot in that being the chief people officer, a lot of my role in traveling to offices was to talk with employees sure. in a more natural or organic way. And it's really yeah. hard to do that over Zoom. So right. put me on the road. I would love to be back in our offices, talking to our employees, talking to our people, it really helped me get to know our people and really get a sense for our culture. And it, it was better than sitting on Zoom all day too. And that part doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be nice just to get lunch, you know, <laughs> with somebody? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, for sure. I've, I've messaged with colleagues of mine that are even just in the area. And it's just wild to think that we just haven't seen each other in a year, even though it's five, 10 miles away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally feel that. I was talking to one of my friends and co-founders today i'm just like man i just want to have coffee you know (laughs) talk about work absolutely the bar is really low i'm game for whatever at this point (laughs) it is sad how how low the bar is these days no that's great as we as we move forward and maybe we find a new normal and, and hopefully the mental health we see a lift there in terms of just people being able to have those social interactions maybe not feeling as much loneliness. What do you think is, you know, and this is totally theorizing, but what do you think is next when it comes to the HR space? We're moving away from this idea of humans as resources, right? And more into people as people, you know, what's next in that area? How do you perceive whether it's benefits or, or PTO or where, where are we trending in your mind as you're very much deep into this industry and know all the folks that are theorizing about the future. For sure. I think that our employees have spent a lot of time wondering what's next for them, what their, what their career means, what that path looks like. I do think that the human resources function as a, as a traditional function in terms of administrative and, and benefits, all of those things are necessary, but I think that those will continue to go further into the back office function and that at the forefront where I think human resources can add value is to make sure that employees feel clarity. They know mm-hmm. where they stand, what's up next, what's next for their career. That's been such an area of focus for the last year of Fortunuity that I think we're mm-hmm. just going to continue to lean in there. That I think everyone's had a lot of time at home to reflect on their career and, and what's yeah. next for them. And yeah. I think there's a lot of strategic value in ensuring that HR as a function is an advocate for our people in a true way that's, that's meaningful for their future and for their lives. And part, and that's a holistic strategy. That's their benefits. That's their compensation. But it's their career path and their ability to either move into management or whatever they see fit based on where they're at in their life. 
I think that there's a lot of opportunity for what's next for more formalized career pathing and for training for employees so that they can take that, that knowledge and become the, the mm. leaders that, that emerge next for Tenuity. Yeah. When it comes to career pathing, I think that's a really fascinating topic. And I think the Gen Ys and the Gen Zs from what I've observed, and I would be in the, in the former category, just barely, almost an X, truly. I think the way we've seen career pathing is I work here for two years and then I work there for two years and then I go to the next job, right? And we sort of date companies, right? More than we marry them. Do you think that there's a chance that with career pathing being focused on and really having that be a top priority that that changes? Or do you think it's more so that sort of dating process is still going to happen and then people are going to find a home somewhere and stick around? What is your opinion on that? I think that when I think about the employee experience at Tenuity, and I think this is probably why it's, it's given me some pause in terms of how we can continue to engage our employees and where there's an area we can really dig into is the tenure of our employees is a lot longer than probably the average millennial or, or Gen Zers that are coming into the workforce. And so what I've found is that after that two to three year mark, employees are then turning to us and saying, Tenuity is my home, but it can only be my home. If there's a path for me, what does that look like? How can we engage on that? Mm -hmm. And I do think that probably Gen X and, and millennials in some degrees have gone out and found that themselves by, by jumping jobs and saying, yeah. I'm going to go find that somewhere else. My employer's sure. not going to do that for me. Yeah. And there's so much more of a two-way dialogue now, I think, between leadership and employees yeah. that there's an opportunity there. If employees are engaging with us and asking, what's next for me? I would like to have my career be here. If you can partner with me on what that looks like. I think that there's an opportunity for us to at least make that a more long-term relationship, a longer yeah. dating relationship and create more moments that, that matter for employees. I think if they yeah. continue to feel like there are milestones and moments that matter and, mm-hmm. and they then less likely feel like they need to go find that somewhere else because those opportunities are, are within the place they already feel at home. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think for fast growing organizations, it's much more possible to do that career pathing well, right? Because there are always new folks coming in. There's always opportunities that the company's expanding and growing in such a way that there is somewhere to go next. And we don't have folks sitting around hoping someone will quit or retire you know, so that they can, quote, move up, right? Yeah, that's that's one of the things about kind of the modern way of business building that I think is really encouraging and and probably will lead to folks sticking around. And I like how you put it that that it's not necessarily that they haven't found a home. Maybe they do feel at home, but they just don't know where the next step is. They don't know how the career progression goes. And so sometimes it's easier just to go find it somewhere else unless it's presented or there's a two-way conversation happening there. Sure. Yeah. I think we've spent a lot of time wanting to empower our managers on how to create those two-way dialogues. That yeah. I don't think it's necessarily either party's job to force the entire conversation. I think managers should be mentors and leading the way and creating and carving out opportunity for their, for their teams. And the team members should be, should be saying, here's what I think for myself. Here's what I want to do next. And I think it's the creation of that conversation that can be the challenge. So providing people with the opportunities to really normalize, it's okay to talk about what might be next in your career. And that if you're having that conversation, I think it's more likely that an employee will want to stay because they've engaged with their manager on it. Then if that conversation never took place, I think that's when an employee will decide to take an opportunity elsewhere is that that conversation's just never happened. And that leads 
leads us to fill in the gaps and decide that maybe there's another opportunity somewhere else. So just right. engaging it in and of itself, I've seen many people take new opportunities. And of course, we're in a, a space with high growth. So that, of course, helps that situation yeah. a lot. But having those conversations is where innovation happens and, mm. and where new opportunities are created. And if you don't have that conversation, then that innovation never takes place. Mm. That's the perfect word. I was going to ask you, speaking of innovation, I was going to ask, how is it that you and your team, which is now 40 people or more, how do you go around de about developing these new ideas, new programs, new goals? Who's involved? Who's in the room? And how does that process look? And then I'd love for you to talk about maybe how a much smaller organization, right? Getting started. Like what, what was that like back in the day, so to speak, just to help people get started in that process. But what's it like today to get started? Yeah, I think that the creation of an HR business partner team on my team has been transformative in our ability to create change, socialize change, brainstorm ideas. All of my HR business partners have a few departments that they partner with very closely and it gives us the ability to get information out there very quickly, collect right. feedback quickly, and also really just continue to keep a pulse on the organization. If I were to zoom, go backwards to when we were 80 people, I was, I was all those things. I was benefits, I was comp, I was the HR business partner. And when I thought about how to invest and grow my team, the HR business partners have been the most crucial piece of building that. When we were smaller, it was me, and I was very purposeful about how I spent my time. I was the HR business partner for our, all of our leadership team at that time. And if you were to ask me, like, what do I wish I had done sooner? It would have been to bring on an HR business partner team sooner. Mm -hmm. I think that I probably erred too much on the operational side, which is, of course, critical and key in a high-growth environment. Right. But if I had replicated myself more quickly by hiring more HR business partners, I think we could have been more innovative, pushed more change and provided people with the strategic support they're looking for, especially again, in a high growth environment, promoting a lot of new managers, a lot of change. They're change management agents for the organization. And it's a really key piece that it's a big investment to make, but I think it's been the, the most worthwhile investment that we've made that's allowed mm -hmm. us to create a very personal and high touch culture, no matter how, what size we're at. That makes a ton of sense. Any advice that you would give you and I were in the t startup space. You guys are not so much a startup anymore, given the size and so forth. But I'm, I'm sure the way you operate and the culture and, and all that still very much may, would qualify. But I think a lot of our listeners are in the space that maybe there's 10, 20 employees, maybe, the, maybe there's up to 100, or maybe they've got a sticky note and an idea and they're just getting started. But I'd love for them to hear from you why, from a bottom line standpoint, your people strategy, the way that you recruit, the way that you retain, the way that you support, and, and the way that you build culture, why is that so important to the success of an organization? And, and what is the result of not doing that well? Absolutely. I've, I've lived this firsthand, I think, even in my own career of being on the other side of working for organizations where people first was not their strategy. And then coming into Tenuity and having the opportunity to really see that and bring that to life. I've seen that in our business results that if you invest in your people, you listen to your people, you make sure they feel included and taken care of and that they're, they have a home within the organization, then they're more engaged and they want to work harder. They want to do better work and they're more invested. I've seen it for myself as an employee as well, that if I feel taken care of, I feel invested in, I feel supported, 
both financially, but also in other ways like mental health and just general career path and support, then I'm more engaged and it's much less to do with how many hours you work or, or how much time you spend. And it's about the quality of the work. Our foundational premise has been that if our employees feel really well taken care of, they're paid really well, they're really engaged in the work, they'll do better work for our clients. And if we do better work for our clients, we'll win awards, we'll do better work for our clients. And our clients will probably refer us and give us more business. It impacts our bottom line and the ability for us to continue to grow our business. And if we grow our business, then we look at it like the, the flywheel from good to great. If we do that, we can't help but then invest back into our people, continue to treat them like owners. And I've seen it, like I said, firsthand when I worked at organizations that did not believe in this, where you create a culture uh, of doubt and mistrust. And that's where you find employees that walk out the door in in 12 months or or maybe even less because they're, they're in search of a place where they can feel like they belong and where they're supported. And if they do, then they'll be more profitable for you as an employee than an individual who is is looking at the clock and at 4.59 is like ready to walk out the door. Right. <laughs> so I've worked in cultures like that and the output is just isn't the same. And so yeah. while, while it is an investment in, in time and in dollars to invest in your people, the business outcome of how that pays off is exponential as I've seen with, with Tenuities. Our growth has just mm. been outstanding and it's been great to have the people that we have along, <laughs> along the way and that want to stay with us for, for a very long time, myself included. Yeah, well, I could not agree more and very well said. I I appreciate you laying that out so clearly. And I hope that anyone that's listening that thinks that their product is going to take them the distance or that their sales team alone is going to take them the distance or whatever it is that they think that magic piece of their business is that that they heard that and understood so, so deeply that it is the people that make this thing go. That is the flywheel. Could not agree more with you. Jen, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, sharing with us. I mean, what a journey you've been on over the past six years. And it's just incredible what you guys have accomplished. And I'm a big fan, love to watch you guys grow. And I'll be following your LinkedIn and, and cheering for everything that you guys are doing. And yeah, just really appreciative of you taking some time. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Bragworthy Culture again. Today, we've been chatting with Jen Garrison from Tenuity and look forward to chatting next week with another guest. Thanks for listening. Mm